Welcome to the Brave Faith Podcast. Here, we desire to inspire listeners to receive brave faith through real-life stories and biblical insights. Enjoy the show. In the last episode, I ended by talking about my introduction into leading worship and pursuing worship ministry and God pushing me out of my comfort zone in that. And so as time went on, I kept stepping out of my comfort zone and started to feel God leading me to pursue uh, education in worship ministry. And it was a crazy time in my life, and I'll share more about that in a, in a podcast later about an uh, amazing story of healing that my family uh, has gone through. But for now, I just want to share my personal experience in going to college because there's maybe somebody out there who is dealing with this decision right now. You're about to graduate high school and you're trying to figure out, okay, what does God want me to do? And I always fall back on the scripture that says the the paths of the righteous, the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. And I truly believe that God orders our steps. Now, it was a miracle that in the way that God worked it out for me to go to college, I only applied to one school because I just felt like it was the right place for me. When I visited that school and I met with the advisor, I just felt the peace of God. And in the meeting with the advisor, I was actually considering just doing graphic design as a major. But in the meeting, I felt the nudge of God again as the advisor said that they are opening a brand new major in the fall, which would be my first semester there. And it was contemporary worship arts and leadership. And when they said that, I just felt the peace of God and I felt this calling and drawing that I needed to be there and I needed to be a part of that. And so for any of you considering a new season and going to college, I just want to encourage you that God will work out the details. He's a God of details. And if you don't know what to do, just trust Lord. Just pray his will over your life. Instead of just praying, God, can you make this happen? Can you you make that happen? Just surrender your heart and your life and your dreams to him. He'll order your steps. And you won't have to worry because you'll feel the peace of God. And things may get hard at times, but you'll feel God's peace in it. So here I am in my first semester and I'm learning and growing. And I decide to double major. And I vacillated on this decision, but I ended up pursuing a double major in uh, worship arts and leadership and graphic design. And I remember feeling so inadequate in the art department because there was such amazing artists there. And I would see my art in critiques by them. And I would be like, I am not, this is not the place for me. I'm not qualified. Um, you know, I've never had an art class before until this point, but I remember distinctly the Lord spoke to me walking up the staircase towards my design class one day, 
And he said, this is going to be your second home. Like, this is your home. And I, I had that song, yeah, this is home. I'm finally where I belong going on in my head. The word that God shared with me reminded me of that song. And so as I was walking up, I was just like, okay, Lord, I trust you. And sure enough, I spent so many hours in that art department and those studios, those art studios that it truly became home. And I truly found amazing connections with people. I'm very thankful for the time that I had in the music and the art departments there because I know that God cultivated the gifts in me and he cultivated character and uh, maturity and spiritual discipline and all different types of things inside of me that God knew that I would need in this life. And I'm very thankful for that. And it came time to where I was about the end of my program and we were doing a women in worship event. Several of us women in the Department of Worship and Interdisciplinary Studies came together and had a talk show pretty much. And we had music and we set it up kind of like a living room. The stage was like a living room and had people show up and we had uh, it catered. Well, we had coffee catered and then we had sweets and stuff that different ones of us had made and um, like a little dessert bar. And it was so, so cute and it was so fun, but we really wanted to talk about women in ministry and what is our place in that and how can we be a part of what God's doing in the earth today? And so we just shared our dreams and our passions and shared some music and just opened up a conversation. And at the end of that, the professor who was helping to sponsor the event, he was over the whole departments of uh, interdisciplinary studies. And he said that he thought I should go to seminary. Well, back up in the semester, he had given me after he had heard of my heart and my passion of sharing the gospel through the arts, he had given me a book called Culture Care. And this book is by Mako Fujimura. And this book really ministered to me and I felt really connected to and resonated with what it said. And he shared with me about that and where Mako was from and that he was from a school in California and um he he well he was connected with the school and helped to have a Fujimura's fellows program and all of the things. But I I didn't really think that much of it. I thought, wow, this is a great source for my senior paper, but I didn't think too much more of it. Until that night, after the event, he said, You need to go to seminary. And honestly, I kind of chuckled when he first said that because I was like, me go to seminary? <laughs> That's just not the type I'm a person or academic that I am. It's just not my thing. <laughs> but he said, no, this is different. I feel like you're called to go there and I want you to pray about it. And so my parents happened to be at this event as well. 
and he talked to them about it. And so I began this little journey of just praying about it, looking up the school and looking up the course descriptions of uh, their Brem Center for the Arts. And I thought, okay, well, I'll just pray about it. And God did a work in my heart where I would just start crying thinking about it because the draw was so strong. The pull that God had on my heart towards there was so significant and and strong that I felt like it was the right thing to do. So fast forward a few months, and I remember one night, it was about midnight, a Saturday night, Sunday morning, I guess, and I was at a desk, and I was crunching the numbers and trying to plan out how in the world, God, I feel you leading me here, but how in the world is this going to happen? You know, trying to figure it out. And the Holy Spirit just stopped me and said, why are you trying to figure out my plan for your life? And I just paused. I was totally like stopped in my footsteps. I'd, all I could do was put the pin down and sit back. And I said, I don't know. And I just repented. I was like, God, I'm sorry for trying to control this and make this happen in my own strength because I'm really, really discouraged by what I see right now. God, I just don't see how this is going to happen. And I just went to bed, said, you know, this is enough. And we visited a church the next day. There was a prophet there. And he said, he came up to me. I did not know this man, but he came up to me and he had a very distinct word of knowledge for my life. And I knew it was God because only God knew what I'd been fighting and what I'd been struggling with. And this man spoke to every part of it. And he said, God's plan is not your own plan. The call of God in your life is not your own. He said, God's plans are bigger than anything you could imagine. So get over it. He literally ended the word with get over it. And it was such a, a like a big brother type of get over it. <laughs> the way he said it, it was such a like, okay, God, I hear you. I see you from my brother here. Okay, hands off. And so I did. I did so. And the Lord worked out every single detail. And I found myself in California, let's see, eight months later. So we took the trip across the U.S. We moved to California. I didn't know anybody in the city. I didn't know anybody at the school. But I knew that I had a word from God. And this the prophetic word from that man was not the only word that I had received. And those words really gave me a lot of clarity and a lot of confirmation that God knew I needed. Because I was not the type of person to just move across the U.S. away from all of my family and friends and everyone I knew. That was just not me. But God knows. He knows that... He can call us 
to do things, and we will obey because we love him and we trust him. And so that was where I was at. And I started, and I remember once again feeling so inadequate and unqualified because I'll never forget writing my first exegetical paper. And I literally had a panic attack. I just all of a sudden panicked. And I thought, I cannot do this. I cannot do this. Granted, I probably did not give myself enough time because I was struggling with getting all of the different projects and readings done. And grad school is a lot. Seminary is a lot. Um, But at the same time, I remember just feeling scared about this paper because it just seemed so big and so hard. But I remembered in the middle of the panic, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm panicking. And I said, you've got to take peace. You've got to take peace in this moment. Start breathing deeply. One phrase that my dad would say to me in college is, in 10 years, is this really going to matter? Is this small thing really going to phase you in 10 years? And I thought, if I am late getting this paper in, no, I probably won't think about it in 10 years. I prob- It'll probably be a funny story that I'll tell on my podcast. <laughs> it's not been 10 years since that moment, but same premise. And so I, I relaxed and I said, you know what? I'm going to work my hardest and do my best on this paper. I may get it in on time. I may not get it in on time, but I'm going to do my best no matter what. And so I did. I just took it one step at a time and did as best as I could. And I ended up turning it in one day late. Yes, one day late, but I got a C on it, a high C. And my professor said that it wasn't, it was a 10 point deduction for being one day late, but this was a way better paper than a C paper. And he saw a lot of uh, promise there and room for improvement. And that email, I'll never forget. It was like this, this qualifying thing that I needed the, okay, I can do this. And I thought about my pastor in high school, how he talked about, we have the mind of Christ. And when we feel inadequate, when we feel like we don't have the intelligence or the gift or whatever, we can lean on God because God is all gifts, all knowledge. He is the fountain of it. And if God is my father, if he is my creator and he loves me, why would he not give me the ability to do what he's called me to do? That's a word for you today. That's a word for somebody out there today that God is calling you to do something and you feel unqualified and you feel like you don't have the intelligence or the gifting or ability and God is trying to get you to lean into him and to receive the ability and the wisdom and the knowledge to do whatever you need to do from him and he will do it And you will notice your capacity and your gifting growing. Now, does that mean there's nothing on your part? No. That means we work and do the best we can. We study. We're diligent. 
in our work. We steward well. But it's God's supernatural strength and gift and wisdom that maximizes what we could do on our own. It takes it to an abundance instead of a shortage. So that happened for me. I felt a capacity growing and I learned and I met people with like heart and people very different than me that I viewed theology differently than them. But that's okay because it helped me to know and to stand firm on what I believed and to really discover what I believed and my faith and walk that out with Jesus and the Holy Spirit and also how my art and my faith intersect. So I was able to do that and God started calling me and a group of friends to do a prayer walk and I had felt a need for this on the campus and we had an amazing class one night the last class in one of my uh, classes in my second quarter we had a great time of prayer at the end of the class and my professor encouraged us students to pray over the campus and over our fellow students and so we started feeling that and got that confirmation and so we began just a few weeks later we began we started walking around the campus and praying and god started doing a work in us as we were praying and interceding for our campus and our fellow students and i could feel god leading us together and and just doing a deep work in our lives and then we would have work times of worship and i would get my guitar and we would all sing together and sing the song of the Lord and whatever God was dropping in our hearts, we would just pray. And it became a really powerful time over the next uh, few weeks and months. And it grew into a night. We wanted to share this with people and we felt like we needed to have a night of worship. So we began this night of worship and we had 17 people there. Started small. And, but God, the presence of God was really sweet there. And then a few minutes, a few months later, it grew and we had 40 people there and then it grew more and we started having 50 and then COVID hit. <laughs> but during that time, God really poured out a lot of refreshing in the lives of the students at Fuller and in, in my life personally. And I felt God just doing work there and refreshing and ministering to ministers. And I think that's really important that if we're going to pour out, we need to seek being full from the Lord and seeking the Holy Spirit for our own lives and not just for our ministries. And so after COVID hit, I was Entering my last quarter of seminary, and then I uh, moved home, graduated, and um, the the year before that, I was able to also be at an internship where I was able to do an artist collective and kind of have, write some curriculum and, and experiment what it was like, what artists needed in the church, talk to artists. That was amazing. Hearing their stories and learning what would minister to them as far as 
different ministry coalitions and collectives in the church and really how to discern creative calling and encourage artists in the church and encourage them to allow the Holy Spirit to be part of their creative process. And so that was really, really cool to have that and to have mentorship through that. And so we ended up um, doing that online after COVID started and then I was able to finish that. And so summer of 2020, moved home and began a period of of working and rest, uh, working as a graphic designer. And something that God really taught me and my school taught me in um, seminary was to Sabbath and rest and allow times for rest. And I'll never forget, I came home April before I moved home, before I graduated in 2020. And I had a lot of health issues and uh, experienced some different things. And it really, it really reminded me of the importance of rest. And even then, I felt the Lord speaking to me and saying, I've got to take you back before I can take you forward. As a futuristic thinker, futuristic is one of my top strengths on the strength finders. I love thinking about the future. But sometimes God wants to help us recline. And I heard this one time, it was about the bow and arrow and how the arrow has to be taken back before it can be propelled forward. And there, there is significance and strength in that pulling back from things. And I think many times we do want to move forward. But God is saying, lean into me, lean back. Don't try to make it happen, but lean into me. And so that's been the last year. And even before I moved back home, I was feeling a sense of a need for some kind of ministry to people, especially young adults and and teenagers, and just the need for mentorship and hearing the stories of people who have history with God, like I shared on the first podcast. So during this time, this was all happening, and now I've finally started the podcast, but I felt like this is the right time for this. So this is where I'm at now, trusting God, believing in his plan for me and what he wants me to accomplish in the earth, but more so just learning how to be a daughter, how to be a daughter of God and not focus so much on the doing, but also really honing in on the being and so how do we be brave how do we have brave faith i think for me and my story having brave faith is trusting god trusting his love for me and knowing that i am his daughter and that i can be brave because god loves me and i can trust god because he's good 
So that's some snippets of my story for the last uh, 26 years on Earth and just some significant moments in my life where I felt God's hand upon my destiny. I hope it was encouraging to you and I hope that you receive strength from this time in my story and I can't wait to share so many more stories with you. They're coming guys. They're coming soon too. All right. Have a blessed day. Let me pray for you. God, I thank you so much for the listeners today. God, I pray that you would give them courage to live with brave faith. I pray that they would know that they can live with brave faith because you love them and they can trust you with their lives, God. They can trust you with their dreams and their passions and their purpose because you are the author of it all, God. I pray that you encourage them to just be and to find time for rest so that they could hear your voice and hear your call and not get too caught up in the busyness of this world, God, but that they can rest as children of God, as co-heirs with Christ, not as just laborers without a father, God, because you are a good father. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Brave Faith Podcast by Awesome Presence Ministries. You can find out more about Brave Faith and Awesome Presence Ministries at awesomepresenceministries.com. There, you can also donate if you feel so led. Don't forget to share this podcast with your friends and subscribe for future updates.